Welcome to another Planning Phase Syndicate. Take two. Tonight we have episode 11. In this silence, you can only hear a whisper? That seems crazy to me, but I know Kylo said it. And we're going to be breaking down the new ships that are coming out as well as for the FO, as well as the new resistance Y-Wings. <clears throat> Besides that, tonight our main topic is going to be hyperspace meta, a discussion kind of on what has been going on, what we're going to get to see, how it interacts with things, and kind of just a quick breakdown of what hyperspace is, as well as a discussion about some recent uh, in-person events, as well as online events. With that being said, tonight to my left, or to my right, I have my good friend and co-host, Charles. How are you tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. On the back of the Lone Star Open, our first major community uh, in-person event since the onset of COVID. Uh, looks like everything from that I saw on the stream went really well, so I'm super excited about that. It's the kind of the next step in getting us back to in-person play, so I'm really excited. Yeah, and, and be, so we kind of had like uh, announcements this week, right? And then on top of the announcements, we have the the new play. So, or not the new play, the, the new in-person play that has started. And, and to me, that's actually really exciting because I'm excited to get back to the tables and do some tournament, tournament play myself, um, as well as some like local type stuff where I get to hang out with some friends and, and do that as well. But with that being said, Charles, how was your week this week? Um, I spent most of the week batching it up, man. Uh, the wife spent, uh, wife went home to visit family. So it's just been me and the dogs hanging out, playing lots of X-Wing, both in person at my local store and also online. Um, almost completing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I'm, I'm really good there, dude. It's been a really kind of chill and laid back week. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't have quite the same week, but that's okay. I still haven't gotten to get to play any in-person X-Wing, even though I got a bunch of new ships. <laughs> I got me an E-Wing. I got me uh, the Ghost ship. I have that Trident I still haven't been able to play. So our local this month was canceled, and I'm hoping that it picks back up here um, in the near future. With that being said, Matt will be absent tonight. Matt has other commitments uh, on the personal side that he needs to take care of, uh, so he has a reprieve to not join us. He's on assignment. He's on assignment. <laughs> <laughs> He's scouting out new pilots for the Empire. Or would it be FO? I don't know. What is Matt's favorite faction? I don't even know what Matt's favorite faction is, to be honest with you. I have no idea. I would assume it's Empire FO. It's definitely not separate. I can tell you it's not CIS. <laughs> we know that from last week. If you missed last week's episode, uh, go ahead and check out our episode 10, where we break down swarm metas for CIS um, and then talk about some crazy ship interactions that we have. Tonight is going to be a little different. Um, I apologize if you're used to the main you know, segments that we have and those different things. But really, the big thing that we're going to be doing tonight is I really want to break down those new ships and the best way to do it is to kind of talk a little bit about hyperspace. So why don't we set up our Academy 101? So with Academy 101 tonight, we want to talk about the hyperspace meta, right? That's kind of what we really want to do is what is a hyperspace meta? What does it mean to people? Why do people like it? Why do people not like it? Um, and I think that that's an important step 
before we kind of get into some of these new ships. And I, and I say that because what FFG and AMG continues to do is essentially make these newer um, releases hyperspace effective. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't great opportunities to have um, extended craziness uh, that you're going to get with it, especially with those FOs. But um, I think the big th thing here, right, is that because hyperspace is something that exists inside of the X-Wing universe, it's something we have to talk about. So, Charles, do you, do you have a description? What would you say hyperspace is, per se? So, to break it down simplistically, and as the most kind of, like, basic, like, high-level overview, there are two kinds of X-Wing. There's extended and there's hyperspace. Extended is everything that exists in the existence of X-Wing uh, that can be point-costed into a 200-point list. Um... Hyperspace is a more cultivated, I guess you could say, grouping of ships, pilots, and upgrades uh, that rotate. Normally, it's twice a year. Normally, it's in the June to July time frame, and then again in the November to December time frame. Uh, I know this year they've kind of held off because we haven't had any in-person tournaments to gather data on what needs to shift and what doesn't need to shift about the hyperspace meta, um, but... Essentially, hyperspace, they just kind of rotate pilots in and out. If something's too powerful or being played too much, it's rotated out of hyperspace. Um, if something's been out of hyperspace for a while, maybe they rotate it back into hyperspace. But generally speaking, it consists of only things that have been released since 2.0 started. Uh, and then, as you stated, Chris, anything that has been released you know, automatically goes into hyperspace legality uh, until they pull some of it out again. Yep, and so if we, let's bring up the screen here. The hyperspace, essentially the way FFG described it years ago, is a game mode that introduces another means of refreshing and evolving the X-Wing metagame. What they call the metagame is the unofficial set of rules governing builds, lists, strategies, and what players want for competing at a high level. While I agree with that and agree with their explaining it that way, my qualm with that discussion is saying that it's only valid if you want to be competitive. And I'm saying that's not true. I think what it does is it levels the playing field, like you said, Charles, to allow for only being able to use one or 2.0 ships and not having to worry about some of these interactions or some of these other ships that nobody else can get. And the Alpha Class Starwing. Uh, for Empire is like the prime one that they you have to deal with. You good luck finding that thing for under fifty bucks or under a hundred dollars in box. It's just crazy expensive. Not that that thing, that thing doesn't even isn't even that great, you know. But you just I'm can't just play a completionist it. Completionist want to have it. Yeah, that's me. I have been looking. So if anybody knows of some cheap ones that are not fifty bucks, uh, I'll be willing to pay market or not market price, whatever people paid for them new plus shipping, but. I'm not in that much of a hurry. I need them for 50 bucks a piece. Anyway, with that being said, so that's kind of what they try to explain. You know, the hyperspace is it's another way for players to play. Um, it's very similar in my opinion, but it, just with restrictions. Um, if we go to this other page here, and it looks like I got to move it over for y'all. There we go. Um, they kind of describe it as they have three simple reasons why 
they want it, right? Another, it's a, re, a way to refresh, kind of like Charles says, the X-Wing meta. It gives players different ways to play and allow competitive um, play to be available for new players just getting into it, if that makes sense. So on a yep. simple whole, that's what hyperspace is. That's that's what we're looking at in hyperspace. And and so I say that because I think, and, and this is where I kind of want to go around the board, what does hyperspace mean to you, Charles? You know, like, like I know we just gave technical definitions, but in, in your personal world, like in how you are as an individual, how does hyperspace fit into your gameplay, your personality style, things you like to do, things you don't like to do? I think that for me, it's nice to have the, uh, the switch up. I, I enjoy hyperspace for that. Um, it's not my favorite game format. Um, cause I like to be, I like the freedom to be able to play whatever I want to play. And so, um, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun to see if you can take your lists that you've built and extended and see if you can repurpose them into something that plays for hyperspace. It's a little more restrictive, so it levels the playing field, like you said. Um, but for me, ultimately, I'm I'm game for anything that makes X-Wing more interesting or anything that, that gives us another level of, of X-Wing to play. So I'm, I'm good with it. Okay. In my world, for me, what it does is it, it, I enjoy the hyperspace meta because it allows me to feel a little bit more fair in my play level with some other players, right? Um, it, it allowed me, when I first started, to not have to own everything. Um, that was a huge... I still don't own all the Scum or Rebel stuff. So, like, I can't play some of the stuff people are playing in extended tournaments. I, ju I just can't because I don't own it. Um could I own them? Probably, you know, if I worked hard enough at it, do I really have that kind of money? No. <laughs> um, I'm a CIS player, so I'm broke as hell. And um, that's just the thing is, for me, that's kind of where the hyperspace comes into. Now, like, we talk about the competitive side of it. Yes, of course, it fits my competitive nature quite a bit. Like, I enjoy that side of it. Um, and Absolutely. I like to win. And hyperspace allows for both of those things to kind of happen a little bit easier, I guess, if that makes sure. sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, we keep mentioning the word meta. And for those who are not familiar with like a competitive mindset when it comes to any sort of game, the the meta that we refer to is just a it's a terminology that is used to describe the governing i guess you could say the governing dynamics of the current state of the game within the game so obviously the rules of x-wing really have not changed uh between the game's release and today fundamentally it is the same game um the ships all interact with each other on the same level that they normally do but um, every so often you'll catch someone who has a fresh perspective and they'll build a list that will change the way that people look at a certain ship or hyperspace will remove a pilot and it forces an entire, you know, section of the game to shift, uh, and maybe start building something different than what we used to build. Uh, and that's kind of what meta is, is it's just kind of the, the subset of what are the most popular lists, uh, in in the X-Wing world. Yep. And I think that's important because a lot of people, you know, a lot, again, a lot of people don't 
don't have that familiarity to it. And, and you know, in my world, like, I guess the way I see it is even if you don't want to be a competitive player in that sense, being able to go to like a local tournament and win different prizes that are cool. Like when I first started, they were giving out promo cards. Personally, I can give two bucks. I don't care about promo cards. It's not my thing. Just I really genuinely don't care. Now you start handing out tokens and dial covers. And um, I think, and this was, we were at one and I actually won a ship and that's actually, it's funny. That's, that's how I started actually, cause I used to play star Wars destiny and we had like a, this before star Wars destiny, the card game disappeared. Um, they had like a local tournament thing where they were teaching people how to play destiny. They were teaching people how to play Amrata and how to play X-Wing and Legion. And you could just come and play at these events. This one was free at our local LFG. And I just went and played in the destiny one. And I won like 50 bucks in that tournament. And then on top of being able to win that, I then played and learned how to play X-Wing a little bit uh, from our good buddy, Phil. Um, that's how I met Phil. And then I entered in a raffle and ended up winning an X-Wing ship. And then Phil's like, here, let me show you what you can buy to actually play these ships. <laughs> so like then I ended up buying like, like a Phil. core box and something else because I won 50 bucks. So <laughs> right. Mine as well. You know, that's right, how I got sure. into X-Wing. Actually, there you go. No, but we never told her how we got into X-Wing stories, but that's how I technically got into X-Wing um, it, it, through, yeah, through I mean a local game shop. Mine was at the Gen Con I attended. That was the release of it, so I bought it because it was Star Wars. And when you are a Star Wars nerd, everything that is Star Wars ends up getting purchased on a long enough timeline. Um, and then I got out of the game because there really wasn't anything other than the starter set. Uh, and then a buddy of mine drew me back in because of Scum. Uh, the release of the Scum faction is when my official entry into X-Wing and everything back uh, kind of did its thing. Yeah. And I think that's that's like the key here, right? Is is that uh, you really want to be able to have a unique play experience. And I think hyperspace allows for that. And that's why I enjoy the hyperspace side of things more than other things, I guess. Right? Is because of that. Yeah, I think that one of the things I enjoy about hyperspace is, or at least until recently, is it was always changing. So when you started to get tired of the lists that would kind of dominate the hyperspace tournaments, um, around the time that you would start getting tired with that is when they would release the new points and everybody would get excited about trying to reconfigure their lists, putting in new ships that maybe went down in points, getting rid of some ships that went up in points, changing out upgrades that got change to maybe be based on pilot skill or based on ship size, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so there's a lot of different revolutions that change and allow people to rebuild their lists and try and find new ideas that previously didn't work. Yep. Now, with that being said, let's kind of get into just... Let's kind of get into at some of the lists, right? So let's talk about the most recent actual in-person event, which was hyperspace was called the Lone Star Open. And that was in Texas. And it was a really fun, it was a really fun, um, you know, event that I wish I could have gone to, but you know how it is. It's uh, not always easy to get in. So this essentially was day one. Um, and these are kind of some of the lists. So what you're seeing, what we'll see here, and I, we could predict pretty hardcore, is that we're going to see a lot of Zam, whether it's a crew or pilot. 
that seems to be a big thing. We see General Grievous if you're running um if you're running droids or CIS, you're gonna see some sort of Bosk. Bosk is all over the place, I swear to God. Everywhere in the world. Um you're gonna see um some probably some variations of some other lists that have Zam as crew. You're gonna see Django Fett. You're gonna see Jedi Jedi Seven Bs. You're going to see Brewer Cret, which is kind of a unique one that showed up. You're definitely going to see these Barons of the Empire. You're going to see some ZZ, some Rose, and definitely some Poe. You'll probably see some Kylo, but you never, I, I, that one I never know on because I think, you know, with the Kylo, it's kind of a little bit harder. Um, not all the time does Kylo show up in the meta because he doesn't have enough support sometimes. So these are the lists that that essentially were running, and they kind of start from top to bottom for day. And this is day one. And what they did is they take your obviously your MOV and all of that for your wins and losses. Andrew Bullock went five and zero in the first round with Grievous, Zam, Trade Federation drones, and that. The reason I want to talk a little bit about some of the meta lists, right, is because of the fact that we're see we see some repetitive things, and so we gotta say, okay, well, let's look for the two factions that are gonna get the new squad packs, because usually when new squad packs drop, there's usually a points adjustment if they're good. Um, and last time we had squad drops, they didn't have any of those, unfortunately. So hopefully this time when we get the two new ones, they're going to actually change up points and maybe we'll see Zam rotate out of the meta and this and that. So again, Bosk with Zam, Bosk with Gamma Key. That seems to be kind of the top of the, the charts there. Um, it looks like in the final round, they had Andrew um, versus Ryan Sanizuski. So essentially they had Andrew with his Grievous, Zam, and two droid lists. Against Delta Seven B, yeah, where is that? I don't know where he shows up. Am I missing it? Maybe I lost Charles too. There it is. Shock T, Patience, a tractor beam, and three Jedi Seven Bs. So with that being said, it's part of the hyperspace aspect, right? Is being able to specifically hone in on a type, an archetype that you're playing inside of your faction. So Republic is not getting any new ships. We don't see a lot of resistance here. We do have this resistance, which we'll be able to take a Y wing. Um, we don't see a lot of FO showing up in, in, in here at all. <laughs> um, the most popular one here, it looks like is hollow Kylo and major Von reg. And then we keep scrolling down. I I'm not finding any, any other ones. So FO is pretty underrepresented, uh, underrepresented right now. So if we kind of go back, we go back. These are, these are kind of your top. This is for the last day. Um, and as you can see, they had a top 32 cut. Now, with that being said, we can actually kind of move on to some of the spoilers that we had. Hopefully. Because the spoilers that we're going to be getting involve new or newer ships. 
So we are getting a resistance and first order. And inside of these, what we're going to get is Y wings, new Y wings for the resistance. So as you can see here, the one reveal card that they have is for a new public patrol. And that's essentially is going to be probably that base level, base level one. Now, this document, I don't know who put this document together. I found this in the TMG um, website, so or on the Reddit, and this is kind of so they put together some of the cards. So it looks like we're going to get a new Republic Patrol, which is an I-3. Then there's going to be one, two, three, four uniques that we don't know the names of yet. They're also going to get somebody called Zori Blitz. So these are... These are people speculating based on the images that we got from the this pack here. So as you can see, a lot of these are extremely hard to see. Um, we can probably... Can we blow this up? I don't know if I can blow this up or not. I think I can. Yeah. So somebody put these together. So you can see that there's an I1, a 2, 3, but you can't get right out the names. And it looks like we're getting a whole bunch of different actual upgrade cards for this. Um, one of the big things that they talk about is Babu Frick. And if you don't know who Babu Frick is, um, that is going to be awesome. So he is essentially going to be a crew member. And then they talk about something called Scrambler Missiles. And I don't know what Scrambler Missiles are. I've never played 1.0, so I have no idea um, if they're going to keep the same thing. But essentially... There's two cards that they had that are going to be coming back from 1.0. They also are going to have a new astromech called Watchful Astro Astromech, um, which I think is a dumb name, personally. Why is he being watchful? But what he's going to do is after you perform a reload or a turret rotate action, if you are in an enemy's firing arc, you may perform a red calculate action. Now, Charles, when you take a reload action, doesn't that give you a disarm token? Yes, when you take a, a reload action, it does give you a disarm unless you're there's an upgrade for the what you had mentioned earlier, the uh, the star wing that when you take a uh, when you take that disarm, you can instead choose to take like a stress or a strain or something like that in order to uh, get rid of it and still be able to take your shot. Awesome. And so we'll see. So the main thing is they have this something called wartime loadout. So what it's going to do is you're going to gain a torpedo and a missile slot to and you're going to replace your ship ability with the following. So let's go back and read the ship ability. After you perform an action, add it to your action bar by either a talent, illicit, or modification upgrade. You, can per you may perform a calculate action. So the first thing that I could tell you is, what if I put an engine grade up on here, turns that white, so literally this becomes a linked action. That's what that tells me, right, Charles? That's a linked action now. Yeah, because yeah, if you add engine upgrade, it change. Well, you know, I don't know on that because it's not adding something to your action bar. Okay. It's, it's modifying something that exists on your action bar. And I hate to get that nitpicky about terminology, but in today's gaming world... Um, there's a very fine line between, you know, adding something versus modifying something versus this versus that, what stage of what turn it happens in. 
So based on the understanding that it's adding a, you know, a, a boost to your bar, then yes, it would be a boost to calculate action. Um, now it could also not function that way because it's not adding, uh, the boost it, add, it's, it's up, you know, it, it, it think engine upgrade requires that you have a red and it changes it to white. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Can you pull up engine upgrade? I think so. Depends if my ESB will load, you know, how well my ESB likes to load. So while it's loading. Or, you know, I guess we could put TTT out, couldn't we? You probably could. Yeah, because this doesn't want to load at all. Well, we'll bring that up in just a minute. Give me just so, a minute. Well, hold on just a second. I got it. So the card text for engine upgrade uh, doesn't actually have any text on it. It just says in the little requirement square at the bottom of the card, it says it requires a red boost. Uh, and then it just shows the symbol of it adding to your bar a white boost. Um, there's no actual, like, this adds this text. All the text on engine upgrade is flavor text. Um, so based on the fact that the it looks like it's adding the white to your bar, then yes, it would be a linked okay. action based on that. I'm sure we'll get an official ruling at some point. Um, so just like you if know, you added from, a targeting computer... That would be the same, right? Targeting computer gives you a white. So what this is saying is if you want to do linked actions, you have to add some sort of a modification upgrade to give yourself this period. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Which I think that's actually pretty good, right? Because we haven't, I mean, how many Y-Wings do we know that get linked actions? I don't think any of them. I don't think any Y-Wings have so. it. You know? Um, but so back to the of, other upgrade you were looking at, they lose that intuitive interface by equipping that upgrade, though. Yes, that is true. So let's look at let's go look at what that other upgrade is. So wartime loadout, you gain this while you perform a missile or torpedo attack. If the defender is in your bullseye, your crit results cannot be canceled by evades. So that's essentially what it, that's giving us that um, auto blaster. blasters munition. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? I think that's pretty good. And you're getting an extra two haul. So for me, you get two extra shields. You get the target lock. You get the um, the reload action. What makes it better than auto blasters is I don't have to be out of your arc. You just have to be in my bullseye. So if I can get range one of you with prockets, which requires you to be in bullseye, and I fire it, then you can't cancel any of the crits that I get from Prockets or for, you know, advanced proton torpedoes or something like that. Now, and here's... Especially this is just those, those cards. Those cards that give you, like, marksmanship, that give you the ability to change a hit to a crit or advanced proton torpedoes that change a hit to a crit or, you know, any of those things that allow you to modify Greedo changing a hit to a crit you put that out if that if this ship i don't know what the we don't know what the upgrade bar is going to be we don't know if there's a crew slot we don't know if there's you know what upgrades they're going to have the access to but if you can put marksmanship and greedo on there to be able to change hits to crits and then be able to line up the bullseye with you know like a, a red barrel roll that you've already got a target lock in place or something like that that becomes extremely extremely powerful now, here's the deal, right? 
So traditional, so our Republic Y-Wings, ba the base level has a turret, a torpedo, a gunner, an astromech, a payload, and a modification slot, right? Th what this, this card here tells me is they may not have a torpedo or missile slot on them. Like, do you, th I mean, that's, that's gotta be a high probability, right? Well, I mean, when you... Yeah, maybe because the wartime loadout gives you that slot, but it also could be that that wartime loadout's a 15 point upgrade that gives you an additional slot. Okay. Yep. So wouldn't that be. You know what yep, I mean? So maybe you're right. Maybe you gain one and you gain it because you're right. It does say gain one of these the, the slots. So maybe it does have like the it, standard, it comes with a, a torpedo slot. I guess I haven't checked Scum Y Wing, but. It comes with a, a standard torpedo slot all the time because a, a lot of people right. run, you know, APTs or if you're broadside or Dutch or something, and you run, you can run a, you know, a proton if you really want to. I just, that's that's living dangerously on your Y wing. Um. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, also the other thing that's interesting, right, is I believe, and we can look, but I believe traditionally they are six hull and two shields traditionally for um rebel now i don't know um i guess let's go over to republic a minute i apologize if i could get my sp to work it would do this republic has five hull and three shields and what this is going to do is you add whatever the cost of this is which i bet you this has to cost 10 points that's my guess is there's no way you can have this without 10 points um but you're getting two shields so essentially you're going to go four and five. So hold on a second. I don't think it'll be ten points. No. Okay. And and here's here's why I don't. There's one word on that upgrade that makes me think that it's going to be closer to the four or five point mark, and that's because it's a standardized upgrade. Meaning oh, that if one yeah. Y wing, if one Y wing has it, every Y wing has to have it. And when you start getting into the the as we were talking, I want to say it was last week when we were talking about like the multiple. Uh, the multiplication of upgrades that are required for every ship, um, increasing the cost by one point can have a drastic effect on your list overall. So I don't think that we see this um, more than maybe four or five points, if you want my honest opinion. And yes, Apostas, I agree. Targeting computer giving a link lock and calculate action is not bad at all. Yeah, especially if they do have a native torpedo... <laughs> torpedo slot right i mean that that natively changes that back to white and then you're getting that action um again you're a little bit less health i think right um and right. i think that's that's probably where the the difference is you know um and i don't know what you said the point cost is going to be you said around two or three is what you thought i would, I would venture in the four range but here's something else that we're overlooking Yep. Every ship that currently exists in the game, and this is just like an epiphanous moment that I just had, right? So just kind of roll with me on this. Currently, every ship that has some sort of a linked action, the secondary action is the red action, right? Yep. If you look at that Y-Wing ability, if you put targeting computer on there, making targeting computer go from red to white, it does not specify that that calculate action is a red calculate action so that is a white target lock linked into a white calculate action that is a non-stressful double action 
unless they errata that card before release to say red calculate action or they, they give some sort of a text update, it does not specify that it's a red action. So you get two actions with no stress on a Y-Wing. That's crazy. And how many... How There's only one faction, I think, that has linked actions that are both white. And I think that's FO. And that's only for the SF TIE Fighter, if I remember right. I don't think anybody else has linked white actions, do they? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. <clears throat> and you know what that I says. Like I said, I don't, I don't think so, because the, the linked action was designed to replace... Uh, push to the limit from 1.0, which was if you did an action, you could take a stress to do a second action. Gotcha. Uh, basic shield upgrade is four points for a one agility ship. If that config is less than eight points, it's a disgustingly good deal. I agree, Apostas. I think it's going to be, um, you know, a four or five point upgrade. But again, with it being a standardized, if you cost it too high, you did. It, it's not going to see play. So, and if you cost it too low, it's going to be abused. And I think it's really going to depend on how expensive these Y-Wings are to begin with. Um, because you normally don't see a Y-Wing swarm. I mean, even with, um, uh, with like, Rebel Y-Wings, I think the most you fit is four, isn't it? No, four, maybe you can five? Get five. You can get five with upgrades if you want. They're okay. 31... 31 points, I think. Oh, the Drea Swarm. Yep, I forgot about that one. Thank you, Apostas. But they don't have... I don't know where the Y... Where the hell is... There it is. They won't, they won't have a lot. So they're 30 points. Base level. Yeah, so the most you're going to get is 6 with no upgrades, and that puts you at 180. Yeah. So I I don't think I've ever seen anything more than five, but that's just me. Now here you go. Yeah. No, because you normally want to fit stuff in with it. Yeah. So think of it this way, and, and this is the other thing too, Charles. Right? This dial stays open minus these two hards, the four straight and the four K. The rest of the dial stays open if you don't if you if it is not a reg calculate action. <laughs> that means you're there is no consequence. To doing that, no, it's just a and free God help you if there's a, and God help you if there's the if there's an astromech slot on them mm -hmm. that gives you that R three astromech that allows you to turn those twos blue as well. You are probably the most unpredictable ship in the game if that's not a red calculate because there is no constant like you said unless you're doing a turnaround or a hard three, you get double actions every turn. Yep. And you don't need to take them. If you take your target lock and you don't use your target lock, then that's just, you know what I mean? That's like a, a single action type thing. Good night. Good night. Sorry. Um, no, you're so, good, dude. It's, it's a, it's a family friendly podcast. The only reason mine's not in here is because he's in Michigan. We're okay. So I, and we know there's going to be an astromech slot. There's no way they're not going to put one on there. That's that's just that would be illogical to me. That's that's kind of the standardized for every Y wing has some sort of an astromech slot. Yep. Now, if if this is even eight points, you taking five of those means this literally costs forty points for your list. So if every one of those are thirty points plus eight, so that's thirty eight. What's thirty eight times five? So forty times five is two hundred minus 
10. You're minus you're coming 10. in at 190. Yeah, 190. You don't leave you a whole lot of room for yeah. um for the torpedo or the missile upgrade required to make that loadout worth it. Now, realistically though, and and we've seen this a lot um looking at like Guri or Solus 1 or um the was it the Delta 7B title um that gives additional shields like Guri the the Virago title gives additional shields and like a broke version of afterburners like it's only a two charge or you know like a mild version of it but it's still one of those things where if it's decent enough in points People might use it just to increase the viability. Um, so, you know what I mean. So if these come in at the same base level, let's just say, let's just say the Y wings come in at thirty points, just like Rebels. You're now, you're now going to have a a ship that can add this to get the two shields, like you said. And let's pretend that upgrades five points. That's a thirty-five point ship. You can have five of those ships with this wartime loadout and and rockets, all of them. And they're all going, you know, they're not going to get their linked actions anymore because you're replacing it. But you can run them with rockets. So then the next question is, is if you just dump that off there and put a shield upgrade on. So like you're like, OK, well, if I don't care about this. I wonder if you can build them out to get the link action. As and, and get five of these things. I don't know. I don't know. This is just so just um, looking <clears throat> looking at its base though, and I, I have to kind of side with Apostas here. Um I think that um looking at the cost of a regular shield upgrade for an I two rebel B Wing, right? So an I two B Wing, a shield upgrade is four points. So at minimum this upgrade needs to be more expensive than a single shield especially if you're getting two shields you're changing the red target lock to a white target lock and you're giving that reload action yep and apostas is <sighs> right as well like he's on point today resistance has enough other ships to add in the abilities that you don't need to have like the named pilot y-wings yeah so i'd say for wartime loadout i'm comfortable with that that six to eight point range i think would be would I don't think anything less than less than six on the very very low very very low end. Um, for the record, I don't. I played 1.0. Scrambler missiles was not a thing in a 1.0, so I don't know if that's just their way of designing a card. Um, but that was not a thing in 1.0. Yep. I want to know what in the world that that's the, uh, that, think. that debris field is. Oh, yeah, that's a the, whole new the, the debris field that comes with... I think this comes with Baba Fink. I think that's what oh, that Baba comes Brick. with. Yeah, however you say that. Yes. I wonder I'm if pretty be, sure. I wonder if that if that's going to be like the, um, the rig cargo shoot, like something you can actually drop onto the field. Yep. Something of that. Nether. Hey, Catherine, how are you doing? So... The other um, thing that it says is it's got they're going to add this new card called Lightning Reflexes and Scrambler Missiles. You're going to get two Astromechs. They've only showed us one. Um and so let's let's put let's talk this Astromech, right? After you perform a reload or a rotate action, if you are in the enemy's firing arc, you may perform a recalculate. 
right? So see here, they're already putting the difference. That other one is not red. That action is not a red action. I'm telling you right now, they're not. They, they it will not get eroded fast enough for us. Uh, it, it, it just won't. So we'll right. see how that plays out in the meta because calculates are like force tokens to some extent, except for you don't get them every turn. Um, but the way that the dial's going to work, I think you will. Um, but anyway, so look at here at this. I don't know how much watchful astromax is going to be, but you're going to be able to perform that red calculate as a linked action if you do a, a turret rotate. So it's going to always ask you to do a turret rotate, which then probably tells us we're going to get a turret rotate, you know, as one of the actions on that card. I don't know. I don't know what other astromech they can put in there, but see this watchful oh. astromech is going to be ran in every faction or can be. I was going to say, you'll notice that it's not a limited to a faction astromech. So being able to put that into like the current rebel Y wing that has the, the rotatable turret or something yep. like that. Um, it, Rotate's a hard cool. action to take unless you know you're getting a shot out of it because if you spend your action to rotate and you didn't set it up perfectly, it's an unmodded shot. So this gives me the ability to take a stress to make it a modded shot. So yeah, think of Dengar. There you go. This, this can go in Dengar now. <laughs> Not that you ever want to rotate your arc all the time with Dengar, but still, you do have that option with this Astromech. No, but but a um. Well, hold on. Let me check his terminology. I want to check something real quick because if the terminology is correct on that ship, this might be uh, a fun little combo. Maybe we'll see. Um, nom nom. Oh, never mind. Never mind. All right. So, so I now... was I was thinking with nom nom if it said that you must perform a rotate action to rotate your arc to where the attacker is then you could link that rotate action that, that uh, Nom Lom must take into getting a free calculate as well. All right. That'd be broken. But no, it doesn't. It just says you must rotate. So, <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point, Apostas. For broadside. Yes. Yep. I agree with that, too. That, that's why I said, like, it's nice to see. a Republic white wing, right? Yes. And that's nice to see this as a non-unique or non-faction specific card. So now let's talk about lightning reflexes because we don't know what it means. We just know that it's coming. And I'm not, again, I'm not the 1.0 person here. I guess I should move the screen over, right? That's what I should do. Hold on. We're going to move it over. There you go. Lightning reflex. So Charles, what is lightning reflexes? In one point. Um, lightning reflexes from 1.0 was after you executed a white or green, because in 1.0 they were green, they weren't blue maneuvers. Um, it was a small ship only upgrade. After you execute a white or green maneuver on your dial, you could, it says discard this card, so that is, if I'm translating this into 2.0, after you execute a white or blue maneuver on your dial, you may spend a charge. Uh, to rotate your ship 180 degrees and then uh, receive a stress, I want to say. Uh, receive a stress token after the check stress step. So essentially you could do a three talent or a three uh, three turn, like a three bank, spend this reflex to rotate 180 degrees and receive a stress token. 
um, but it would be after the check pilot stress, so you could still perform a regular action after rotating the 180 degrees. You could still take your focus, you still take your target lock, your evade token, whatever you wanted to take. You could use this, and then you got your stress after everything was complete. So essentially, it's going to allow us to rotate. That's, that's what you're telling it me. Turns, it, turns, it turns everything into basically a sloop or a K-turn. Holy crap. That 180 degree at the end of it. Uh, in 1.0, this was a one-point upgrade. <laughs> um, again, you were building in, you were building into a 100-point list, so one point factored a little heavier uh, than other things, and it took up your talent slot, and it was small ship only. So you couldn't put this on the Falcon. You couldn't put this on Bosk. Oh my God! If I could have put this on the YV triple six, I'm just going to do a four straight and then give myself a stress to rotate 180 degrees. God, that'd be busted. But yeah, so it was small ship only, um, and it was a talent slot. So you lost your marksmanship. You lost your push the limit. You lost you know the the major players that you had. So you really had to have a use for this in your list. It was not a very popular 1.0 upgrade, so unless they're doing some pretty major shifting to it in the 2.0, I'm not I'm not sure what we'll see there. So, what would be the? Whoa! Okay, hold on! Is this... Hold on! Hold on! Go ahead. Hold on! Just a second. Apostas in chat. I'm just I'm. We're reeling on this this when you perform the action type thing. So when you're in the end phase. Because do we discard your tokens, which is part of the cleanup phase? Because Agile Gunner says that you may perform a rotate action during the end phase. And with that ability of when I perform a rotate action, I can perform a red calculate. Does that allow you to carry your calculate through to the next round? Or do you still lose it since everything happens in the end phase? That is something would, interesting to think about. I, I would think you would lose it, but I don't know. I don't know. That's this is crazy because to me, I don't understand why you would do this. Why this was a thing? Because don't you just have K turns? Is this just to allow you to be able to do whatever type of K turn you want? Is that what this is? Well, so what it what essentially was was there were ships that didn't have. K turns. There were ships that didn't have like like the X wings had a 4K and a Talon roll. I think they didn't have a sloop. They didn't have any other way to turn around. So putting this on them gave you the three sloop, the two sloop, the one sloop. Um, you know what I mean? It it gave you for one point. Now, granted, it's a single use because in 1.0 the charge was discarding the card. So you got you got one time to do it. So this was like your aha, now I have you moment. You know what I mean? Like you spent it and you never got to use it again during the game. Um, so when you chose to burn lightning reflexes, it had to be like a moment where that 180 degree turn gives you a, you know, a, a, a blanked out range one shot at the back end of a ship that has no defense because it wasn't expecting you to be there type thing. Okay, so it's like contraband cybernetics, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's that's like what contraband. This is. It's a single time use. Yeah, it's, it's uh, contraband for somebody that doesn't have an illicit slot. Okay, all right. So fine. So I I guess I'll see the value and say, all right, that that works for me. That can be something that they created, and 
I I don't know if I'd ever use it personally, but that's just me, I guess. How much do you think right. this is going to cost? Lightning reflexes, two points, maybe. Okay. Yeah, because contraband maybe, is three. Maybe three. I don't see it. I Marksmanship is three. So I don't see it being higher than dice modding abilities. Even um, the the inertial dampeners that you get in scum are only like two or three points, I want to say, uh, for the illicit upgrade. Yeah, inertial dampeners are one point. False transponder codes are two. Contraband is three. I feel comfortable if this comes back. Uh, seeing it at a two or three point list or, you know, a list cost. Okay. And so that, that, that makes me feel a little bit better, I guess. Right. You know, <laughs> cause that was what I was a little yeah, bit. I feel, I feel great till we start talking about the FO ships and then I start to get nervous. Uh, I'm excited. That's why we named the episode after Kylo. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm an FO player though at heart, not more than CIS. CIS is still better, but. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe this will take it over. All right. So the other, the other one, the other rumor, right, is scrambler missiles. What is that, Charles? I don't even know what the hell that is. That's not a thing. This is not a real car. I'll double. I'll double check it, but I don't think it was. Let me. I don't. If it, if it was, I never. We never saw play. But let me take a look. To the Google machine. Yeah, yeah, well, you're right about this. It could be do it could be done twice with cutthroat or more. Come on. Or oh wait, we just saw Jabba we just saw Jabba and extended, so um can you imagine being able to have redo Oh my god, that's so good. You're gonna be able to do any type of four K you want with any of your actions and it's going any of your no. whites and blues, sorry. Any of your white why not? Jab Jabba won't work with this. It's a talent slot. It's not an illicit slot, oh. so Jabba won't have any effect on it. Cutthroat will because you can recover a charge, you know, that sort of thing. But because gotcha. it's not an illicit upgrade, Jabba is not going to be like unlimited amounts of this. Like, that's not a thing. Okay. Um, so, Scrambler missiles in 1.0 were just like any normal missile, they required a target lock. Um, now, in 1.0, you had to discard your target lock to use them, um, which made munitions a lot less fun. Um, but. In 2.0, obviously, you do not have to discard the mod. You just have to have it. Um, if this attack hits, the defender and each other ship at range 1 receive a jam token. Uh, then cancel all results. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, oh my God. Uh, yet another missile that does no damage, but has the ability to wipe tokens. Like, like for instance, using your CIS swarm, I hit your little buddy on the rock with this and it jams off your, your linked calculates that you have so expertly set everybody up at range one to have. And now all of a sudden you have an entire group of your droid swarm that is unmodded. That's I like, I'll tell you what, that is awesome. If that's the case, they should probably make it like ion, make it two. you know, what two points I think was ion missiles, two points. Yeah, there are two points. I don't know. I think that's a really good, I think that's cool. Personally, it, yeah. it's this weird. Jam. I think that I think two points is safe because it does no damage. Ion missiles, you can still you can still punch through a damage with it. This is like thread tracers. It's thread tracers, but with a jam instead of giving everybody a target lock. And thread tracers is what two or three? Uh, two. Yeah, so I comfortably sit this in that two spot. 
Well, that's cool. I, I like that this action personally, but that's just me. I, I'm I'm a fan of this. Now, the question is, do you think this is going to be uh, specific to resistance or do you think this is going to be everybody can take it? Have they ever had like a missile them. be like specific to a faction? Not that I've seen <clears throat> um, when it comes to like mechanical type stuff like uh, shield upgrade, engine upgrade, things that are going in a non-faction specific slot. No. They're normally available for everybody. Like Astromex, I've seen be specific. Crew, I've seen be specific just for thematic purposes. Um, um, yeah, and I agree, Apostas. Threads are probably going to go up. And if they go up, then I would see the Scrambler missile go as well. Um, I still want to know what that, that, that bomb that's some sort of a field. I'm guessing it'll jam off tokens or do something. I don't know, but I, I'm guessing Bob Babu Fink is a illicit upgrade. He is yeah. not a crew. He's not that. My think about it. It's like rig cargo shoot of some sort, but it'll probably have to do a jammy. That's my guess. It'll have to do yeah, something probably. Jammy, which I don't know is that bad. And I mean, do we? I kind of like that. I still like. That. I like the jamming aspect. We. I think that if that could become a huge, a huge thing in. You know, yeah. You don't now. see a lot of jam. You don't see a lot of jam right now. Uh, people run jamming beam as a joke because it's a free upgrade. Um, but like being able to jam someone ahead of an action or after they've already taken action is really powerful because it shuts that ship down. Um, it's ion for you know, it's ion for actions. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm possibly excited by this, um, and that's just because I like the jam. Was this even popular in 1.0 at all? Uh, just... So jam tokens were different in 1.0 because they were not circular. Uh, jam tokens uh, persisted through the end of the phase. Okay. So if I put a jam on you, you kept that jam until... You took a target lock until you took some sort of a tokenable action or until you did something to lose the jam effect. It was just like tractors. It was just like ion. It sat on your ship until its effect popped. Yep. Because here so jam was a lot stronger in 2.0. And I don't think we had jam until right at the end of 1.0. I think the, the ship that brought that in was that the not the striker, but the, the reaper. I think the Reaper is the one that brought the jam action into 1.0, uh, and that was right before the transition to 2.0, if I remember correctly. Uh, my memory's a little hazy sometimes, but that's what I remember. Oh, I don't know. It, it seems crazy to me, right? You know, that's just... that's I don't know. I like that. That's uh, To me, that's a pretty awesome thing. Now, if you look here, oh, I, it must be this missile right here, whatever this is. Oh, you can't see my cursor. So it's right. I don't know how to make you see my <laughs> like, cursor. Which one? Which one? Uh, Use so if you your words. At, if you look at it, it's the only missiles in there. I'm guessing that those have to be that tactical scrambler thing. Uh, otherwise, I don't know what it oh, would be. Probably. Right? Probably. I will say that there is a very large number of pilots listed or laid out there. So I'm really excited about. Um, I'm not a huge resistance player. Right, I don't fly the ships, but I'm all for variety, 
And so that looks like one, two, three, six on the top row. Uh, and then a couple of generics. So maybe eight named. And then two generic pilots where they included two copies of each of the generic pilots on that bottom row there. Uh, so I'm extremely excited about that. That's going to be fun. Yep. So I, I'm excited for the resistance as well. Now let's move in FO. This is where I get really excited personally. I'll be honest. So this is the tie whisper, which, and I'll be honest, what I hate about uh, FO is everything looks like goddamn same. So like, <laughs> this very much looks like a silencer. It's not, I know it's not, but it looks like a silencer, you know? It's an upgraded version of a silencer, right? Yeah. Um, other than the fact that flying it at extremely high speeds that a Jedi can just do like a, a jump over top of it. So is it really that cool? But that's just me. <laughs> that is true. And that is the scene that you see in our, our thing. Anyway, now we're, we're digressing. So if you look at this, they have the one hards. Then you're going to have two hards are not blue, but the two banks and the two straight is three banks and straight is the four and the five straights are both blue. You're going to get three um, sloops and a four and five K. So that's a pretty bloody maneuverable ship, right? This also is a ship that has a high probability of popping or higher. It's got low hit points. I do like this function, them adding a bullseye shot and a turret. So that is kind of cool. You are also getting, um, you know, the text that says you can rotate your turret to the front and back only. You must treat it as a, front requirement of your missile as a um whatchamacallit as a, uh, a turret. I don't know, turret thank you sorry so any any equipped missile upgrade becomes a turret you don't yes. gain your front arc and then have your back arc and then have your bullseye arc on top of it so it doesn't give you a 180 arc it, it just becomes a rotatable munition Yes. And you say low hit points, but it's got one more hit point than the current uh, silencer, right? The no. silencer only yes, has four hull. That's true. You are right, which means it should cost a little bit less. And this is an SF type thing. This is like if you play FOs and you play SFs, you're going to get the, you know, this is what an F SF F does. Now, the question is, is I don't know if you're going to get a gunner slot or what we're going to get for this. Because um, I don't think they featured this in the movie that much i mean it is featured the but only I don't know person how much that flew it that i remember was kylo so yeah like i i don't think it's a it was a real popular thing now maybe it's in one of the side games or in the comic that i just don't play um but here we go with our our linked white actions and that's like sfs in fairness are not like amazing with these but they are one of the ones now think about it this is this shit more maneuverable than an sf i'm pretty sure it is could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. They also will probably cost different too, right? You know, it's it's going to be a different cost than than that. So, yep. So there's your Our SF. Has four hall, two shield. The uh, whisper gets three two. Um. Yep. So there's our SF. Um, the only difference here, it looks like, is they took the evade to rotate away uh, compared to our spoilers thing. 
So they're just going to innovate and you're just getting a target lock. Whereas an SF, you could, both of those are all linked actions. Other than that, it is pretty much the same. So it's telling you if you want to take either of these, you have to be, you know, really certain. Um, but in with FOs, right, there's so many things you can do. That dial for this is better than an FO right there. Just down. This is a better dial. Um, you get the four and five straight that are blues, just like you get on those silencer. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to cost for that ship, but a baseline SF is 32 points. So I'll tell you what, if those ships come in at 32 points or, or even like 35 points, like why carry an SF? <laughs> you know, like why do that? Yeah. The only difference is your front arc. Now, is there a, um, is there a front arc? And I wonder if, if these are going to have cannons or anything on them, right? No, probably Which I'm not. Assuming they might have something. But is there a way no, to make... No, because it's a, it's a heavy weapon turret. So okay. it's going to be a missile or a torpedo. It's not going to be like a a cannon turret like what you would see on a, a Y-Wing. Yeah, because then these ones, all we get... This ones we do get our gunner slot. But yeah, these ones are our missiles, right? And that's where that gunner slot can be very... Because you can put concussion missiles on these things, passive sensors, and I'm trying to think of what the... Uh, there, then there's a gunner you can put on them that allows you to take your double shots if you can get them. Yeah. So if these things have gunners and they're gunner slots, you could probably run four four of these, and they be they they're gonna be pretty good. You know, that's that to me that seems pretty good. Um, now let's move on to Kylo, who's the next one. So it looks like we're getting an I five, um, and we're getting a I four and an I. Two I four is a unique and a generic Kylo and some unknown character. Kylo says, and he gets look, he gets an extra force, my friend. There's an extra force. Before an enemy ship in your bullseye is dealt a face down damage card, you can now spend a force. And if you do, that damage card is now spent spent face up. That's pretty good, right? Yep, so I think that's pretty good. Spend force to make it a crit. Spend a force to make it a crit. That seems pretty and good. The to power me. there. Well, the power there is it's when the damage card is dealt. So it's not, I'm going to spend a force to turn this hit into a crit, and then you roll green dice to get around it. It's dice are done. So this damage is going through. Yeah. And so you don't have to spend your force until the end. That's crazy, right? That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty yeah. good. I mean, I won't say that's like broken, but I will tell you, that's a well, really good ability. I was going to say, I think the balance is that they have to be in your in your bullseye arc. It's just like the Nantex, though. You know what I mean? If you can if you can line that shot up, or like the 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 Kimagila for Scum having that ability that if you're in the bullseye arc, you can't spend your your tokens. Um, it's really hard to to match that up unless you're really good at planning where your opponents are going to be or getting those weird one-off angles that allow your bullseye to be effective um, or really good at trying to figure out the angle of your bulls, your boost or your, your barrel roll as well. Yeah. Now, if we come down, I think the image is in here, right? Um, where's our image? Maybe I didn't put it in here. Well, that sucks for me. I'm a dumb. What image were you wanting? Uh, the FO box image oh well oh, give me. 
well, I can't bring it up on screen, so it doesn't matter. Unless you... Well, maybe I have a link to it. You know what? Here's the AMG stuff. Maybe yeah, it's, it's on, on the AMG official Twitter. All right. Yep, you're right. There we go. Well, I probably got to move the stupid screen back over. Yay. All right. Maybe. Whatever. Um, so that this right here makes I think this this is awesome. Like I'm super excited for Kylo to have that ability. I'm very excited that Kylo gets three force finally. Um, I guess it kind of plays in line with the movie, right? You know, in the movie he gets the um the you know that he he's more equipped to do things. Yeah, he's had more training, that sort of thing. Um so I don't know. Let's see if it loaded yet. No. I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm more worried about the uh the SE, the Thai bomber, the FO bomber than I am about having the Whisper. The Whisper okay. is just another high agility ship which is what FO is known for. I mean, it's only got two agility, which is not as good as the uh, as the silencer because the silencer is rocking three agility. Um, so I think it's a I think it's a little easier to hit the the whisper, but beings that everything is a linked to rotate action, with the exception of the evade action and the target lock action. There are going to be a lot of um, a lot of repositioning. It's going to be like a like an FOA wing, basically. The bomber is what has me a little more scared. Um, not in not in a scared way, like oh my god, this is going to be game breaking. Um, but it's definitely going to require you to think a little bit more. And so I'm I'm really interested in that. All right. So this is the upgrade. I mean, I, we'll we'll get to the bomber in a minute, Charles. I promise. We 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 will not <laughs> forego that bomber. I just, I'm sorry, no I'm worries. so excited by this whisper in FO, you have no idea. So, here's something called Enhanced Jamming Suite. So, they're going, like, full tilt into jamming. <laughs> this is like, like, they're forcing this mechanic down our throat. This is an upgrade okay. that gives all white all white um, actions, and here you have a focus to jam, and the card says, while you jam, you can choose yourself or a friendly ship. While you defend, if the attacker has no green tokens or there is a jammed ship in the attack arc, you may roll one additional defense dice. This is how you put three agility on those things. Yeah, but is it worth it? I, it depends on the point cost. I don't know. Like, I think. Well, I'm not even talking point cost. I'm looking at what slots the jamming suite takes up. You can't get your uh, your uh, fire control systems. You can't use any what? tech upgrade. This is fire it's control a, is not a tech upgrade. So, oh, uh, what am I saying? Passive. That's those are both sensors. So, what you're looking for in the tech upgrade is this slot here, and I don't know they uh, advanced targeting by priority. So, advanced yeah. optics no, is what you're thinking of. Advanced optics, yeah. But I think advanced optics is overpriced for what it does. I get well, I get the point of it, but it's a it's a five point upgrade. I don't think it makes as big of a difference as people think it does. I, I would give if this is five points, I'll give that up in a heartbeat. You can have that. I'll take this, hundred percent. Now I can't imagine this is going to be five points, honestly. 
I just can't even fathom this being a five point upgrade. Um, and maybe it is. I mean, they lowered Nantex down to you know, six of them in a list. So, um, there's that. But I really like this. I see. I think this is the silliest piece right here, though. Right? <laughs> they have just a jamming thing. Why would I ever just jam? Ever? Tell me why. I don't understand it. On your I one ship, being able to do that ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. No, you focus jam. <laughs> why would I not take a focus jam ever? Like, why would I not do that? I would never just take a jam. That just seems stupid to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's on there because you have to have the action on your bar in order to okay. link it, maybe? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a ship have a linked action that didn't have the regular action on their bar. Does that Like, FS? most, like, a boost of focus or a barrel roll to focus. You still have the ability to just take the focus as well. So yes. I think if you're going to have a linked action, the first action's got to be there to begin with. It, here, you, here you go. Here's its ISF. Nope. They are all linked actions. Rotate, 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 and rotate. You know, you could take the first, but not the second. This is unneeded. This is unneeded. Period. But whatever. I think that's... I, I, this, is, this is what we call an FFG slip-up. Unless they can... Somebody can explain to me why that is needed. Where they're going to give me another card that allows me to um, take maybe they'll a second maybe action. They'll increase the increase the range to be a range three for jam because right now it's oh. range two, right? Oh man, no, it's range um, one, isn't it? So it's range one. I thought it was range one to two. I don't know. Why well, do you make me look things up, Chris? Because you sound so confident in yourself. Oh, I know. I always do. I have to like throw some. You haven't given any dad jokes for me to put you in jail for this week. So like, there's no um, dad jokes. No, 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 no. Just look it up. Let's keep moving. <laughs> It'll be two years for you to come up with a dad joke. But okay, it, whatever. I, I, I'm wagering this is a ten point or more upgrade. Period. There's no way that that can be less than ten points. And it's not standardized, so you're going to see one support ship that becomes yep. like the, the jamming ship. Um, so jam is choose an enemy ship at range 1 or range 1-2 in the jamming ship's bullseye arc. So maybe they increase it to range 2 all around if you have the jamming suite on, which makes sometimes taking the jam action better. And, and if knows? that's the case, you, you put it at 2? I, I mean, like, then I, that's fine. But I still say, if I'm there's no difference between these two symbols. <clears throat> I would never not focus unless there's something that tells me. I, I just don't get it. This is just this befuddles me. I, I'm going to put this in the stupid AMG forum to be like, what the hell? Tell me why this is a thing. I don't understand it. Anyway, but to be fair, that card is that card official spoil, or is that in like a yes. like a Reddit post? Well, it was from the Reddit post, but I think it was an official spoil. Because John knew about uh, it before I got I think, this. I think this looks like somebody took a picture of the card. This doesn't look like an official spoil that was from okay. from AMG. So it could just be like uh, like a first run before they realized, oh, we forgot to put ink on all of this. And then it's a red jam action for all of your linked. 
and a white regular jam action. You know what I mean? And that would make more sense at least, right? I mean, that would at least make sense to me. Because I can't imagine they're right. going to change the jam feature. Like, I just don't see that as a, a viable thing that they're going to actually do. I, I just can't imagine that they're going to do that. Right. No, for sure. You know, and this is FO specific. Um, yeah. And this says it is only for the Thai Whisper. And the question becomes is whether they. So if this is a leak and this is an early one, my guess is that they'll standardize this at some point, but I don't know. That's just, that seems crazy to me. So. I don't think they'll standardize it. And the reason I don't think they'll standardize it is even now. Like if we use the comparison between the whisper and the silencer, I think the most silencers you can fit in a list. If you go, the lowest point is the Sinar Janus engineer at 48. So with no upgrades, you can fit four. If you give any sort of upgrade, you're looking at three max. So standardized, standardizing something that can only be used on three ships makes no point. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the bombers. Yay! I know, you're excited. So, here's our... This is our... We're guessing the base level. We don't know for sure, though. There could be an I-1 that we don't know about. Um, but essentially here, they have... During the system phase, you may perform a boost action. I'm assuming this is white, right? Because they don't specify on the card? Because your bar has the boost action on your bar, and it's red on your bar. In order for you to perform the boost action, it's a red action for your ship. Okay, so it is going to be a red action no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I don't think that's very scary when I can only go one straight, two straight, or three straight. Unless there's something that reduces all of these, like an astromech or something. Get, here's where it gets scary. You ready? Because it's during system phase. So yeah. this is this is where I get scary on this because we don't know what the upgrade line is for this. I do a one straight keeping me just out of range three of your ships. Right? Okay. We rolled up our next dials. I can now boost one forward in the system phase and then trajectory simulate five straight. That's that's a seven straight bomb maneuver from where I was previously where you planned on me being positioned from. Because you've got if these are small base, right? You've got the one straight plus your base plus the five straight plus the bomb. That's like that's a seven straight launch. Or if you're bumped into someone and that one straight can cause you to hopscotch their base and then smack them with a uh, smack them with a proxy mine and then do a blue maneuver to get you away from it and still be able to take a defensive action so you get your reposition to be able to set your bombs up a little bit better or maybe even set yourself up for a block to where they can't get out of your bombs because you were able to block them with that boost like, there's any number of ways that that's good I guess. I don't know. I don't see that as... I don't know. I don't see that as a deterrent, personally. I guess. 
I, I don't know. I guess I don't see the fear aspects of it that you, you see here. It's, so again, it's bombers are, are weird because their stat lines are interesting. Their upgrade bars are normally full with different stuff because they're not designed to engage. Right, they're designed to be chunky ships that are carrying munitions that, have, like you said uh, last week, the alternate wind conditions. Right, I don't have to shoot your ships out of the sky as long as I can carpet bomb the field where you're going to be, and allow you to just take damage that don't require me to roll dice to hit you. Right, you don't get green dice; you just get what your red dice are going to roll. Um, so by being able to reposition myself pre-maneuver, right, because you could boost during the system phase then do your blue maneuver, then do a barrel roll to target lock and still be able to drop bombs and do everything you need. And that's, you know, that's three actions taken in a turn with the boost, the barrel roll, and the target lock being taken. Yep. And they the probability is they're going to have a gunner slot. They'll probably have the torpedo and the missile slot just like the Empires do. They're going to at least have, have one uh, bomb payload. slot. Yeah, yep. One payload slot at least. And at least probably one modification slot. And because it's FO, mm -hmm. it'll probably have a tech upgrade slot. Yep. Could be wrong about that, but I would I would think so. So, you know, that's that that is a larger question then, right? I mean, again, I guess I just to me the fear is not there. This because you only if you're not gonna get a astromech to clear this, you're gonna you're gonna be predictable, I guess. I I just I don't know. I, I don't know. So I don't know. the other thing you have to think about when you look at regular regular bombers, right? Like the TIE bomber, for instance. Once you complete that run, unless you do a K-turn, you're removed from combat for a considerable amount of time as you turn that big old fat boy around to get him back towards it. Being able to do this during the system phase to get me halfway around a rock so that I can too hard... You know, because you don't have to do a blue to clear it. You can do a white and hang on to the stress and then do a three straight to get right back into the thick of everything after doing the turnaround. Yeah, I mean, that or is you a can do the you could do the the red reposition with a blue run one straight followed by a reload into evade. Because I don't think because what is an engine upgrade? That's a modification, right? Uh, yeah, because, engine upgrades a mod slot. Because I don't see it in here. Engine upgrade is points cost. Your base is small, so why can't I add an, add this here? Oh, I probably don't need it because I don't have a red. Oh, I don't have no, a engine upgrade. I was going to say, uh, it requires you. The restriction is you must have the red boost action in so order there you go. to... Then, there you go, Charles. So there's your... That, that, if you want to talk to the scary part, that's the scary part. You can put the... Oh, if these have a, a mod slot, it's now a white action. Therefore, yeah, that's, you leave your dial. That's ailerons. Yes. That's ailerons. Yes. <laughs> that's... So if we want to talk about scary, that is more bomber. scary. Yep. Which we have that, but uh, the one that we have uh, only has four hull and no shields. <laughs> so um, this one has and it's two a more. Medium base. Yep. 
Now, this might be a medium ace, too. I, we don't know if it's going to be a medium or a small base. I'm guessing it's a small base. I can base, check because but... there's a... Well, hold on, because there's a picture of the ships on the AMG official Twitter. It is a small base ship. It is the exact same base as the uh, Whisper. Okay. So, yep, you're right. I see that right there. Max Brook was commenting on this. Hey, ain't that something? Anyway. So, okay. Engine upgrade is what two or three points. There you go. That can make this scary then, because then I agree with you. You don't have to worry about blue maneuvers unless you're doing the um, barrel roll to target Link. lock or this to an evade. Yep. And you're a bomber. The probability of wanting to take an evade is pretty low. You're gonna want to put munitions on this. Um, that type of a thing. Overall, I'm excited for the new blood. I'm excited for new ships to, to shake things up. Um, I'm still holding out hope that sometime near December we'll get some sort of an announcement that we'll get some Mando ships when Season 3 drops. Um, and when the Book of Boba Fett comes out, maybe we'll get a... I don't see them re-releasing the Slave 1 with like newer upgrades because there's no new version of the the yeah. scum faction like we have rebel and resistance and empire and fo there's no like new and improved scum faction but maybe we'll get like a new slave one title or a boba fett starship title or something like that that you can attach to the slave one that allows you to fire your cannon out your front and your back or something i don't know i and i would be okay with with that i, I would rather just see a new ship come into the faction and, and the mandalorian ship is the first thing is like Okay, why have we not got a Mandalorian ship yet? Sorry. Give me oh, a Mandalorian again, ship. I, I, Give me a damn Razor Crest. For fuck's sake, this is ridiculous. You know? The only reason that I think they're not is it got blown up. So maybe they're waiting until he gets a new ship before they're releasing it. You want to make a Spoiler bet? Spoiler alert. He's just going to put it back together. <laughs> I don't know. That thing got pretty burnt, bruh. Like, it was gone. It wasn't just like, oh, we blew the wing off. It got incinerated, so. That is true. You are correct. You are correct. I really hope we get, I really hope we get Bo-Katan ship. That, that would make me happy. The, uh, what do they call that? The, um, the Big Fang. Oh, the Gauntlet or something like that? Yeah, the, the Gauntlet fighter. I'd like to see that in the game. I think we need like a medium base fighter style ship because right now the medium base options that we have are either the fire spray or other bombers. We don't have any like knife fight medium base ships and I think it'd be fun to have something like that. So now really the question is now that you've seen all of this you've seen everything what are you going to run? I, I guess you, you're probably the wrong person to ask this question. Oh my god I should never ask you this question. You're going to no. run scum. I know. You never run anything but scum, my friend. Nothing for you. <clears throat> we got to get you into another faction. Maybe we should crowdfund it. <laughs> so somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Crowdfund so. people sending me ships so that I can run another faction. Yeah, there you go. Because now the question is, what are you going to run with it? I mean, to me, to me, putting those bombers in with some FOs seems like a pretty good thing. Bombers with Malaris seems like a pretty good option. Yeah. Um, I don't know what those discipline bombers are. Sure. Uh, discipline doesn't exist in. FBI. Oh, discipline's empire. Never mind. Discipline's yeah. empire. 
he ain't gonna run discipline. Fo doesn't so far. Fo doesn't have any of those type things. Yeah, I bet it'll come in this pack. Probably. We don't know, but I mean, I, I see some fo's maybe maybe running. You know, uh, Malaris or Gideon is kind of a good thing. Um, Gideon would be a pretty big one because uh, he's cheaper than Malaris, and once you're unshielded, you can use it. I, I don't know. I see that as a. Those are all possibilities. Um, fo doesn't have a lot of good coordinating, so really you have to take Malaris. Um, you know, we don't or. or you have to take some sort of shuttle to get a crew on it because I don't think there's crew on anything except for the Z class light shuttle and um, I can't remember the name of the larger the Upsilon. That's it. Right. So I think that I'm I would be excited to see some Whisper and um, BA play, like the yep. BA interceptor and the Whisper interceptor mixed together for some ace style flying. Um, I think that's going to be terrifying, just the sheer maneuverability of those ships and, and what they can do, um, especially if you can pull off maybe having like a, a, a lower initiative silencer that has that, um, that jamming suite, com and you pair that with like Von Reg and Hollow, so now you're passing tokens off after they've missed an action, so you could stress jam somebody into oblivion if you wanted to. Yeah, that's true. And I think the other thing too, Charles, like if Kylo, which I'm going to guess Kylo is going to be cheaper. So a nice Kylo is what, 76 points. So if this Kylo comes in at 50 points, which is what I heard the rumor was, if he comes in at 50 points, um, that's pretty, that's 20, what, 26 points cheaper. I don't know if Kyle's really 76, yeah. but I think he's up there. Kylo at his Kylo at his base in the silencer is 76 without okay, so, any sort of upgrades at all. So, so down one him force. In that. Yeah, down one force. So when we compare, you've got the Whisper as up one force, down one green die, um, and it's a 3-2 instead of a 4-2. So you're taking some significant hits in areas that they need to be, right? Um, I probably would guess mid-40s to 50s. Yep. I and wouldn't you're go losing 50 your auto if they're going to push them up. Yep. You're using you're losing the auto thruster, but you're gaining, um, you're gaining missiles or not missiles. You're gaining whatever munition that you're using as being a uh, being a turret, which I think is even more because if you think about it, you could run advanced proton torpedoes, and instead of being required to be at range one in your front arc, you could zoom past someone. Or no, wait, that's a torpedo. I don't know if they'll have a torpedo slot on Kylo. It might be missile only. And if it's missiles, I mean, you're still looking at Prockets as a missile. Or uh, concussion missile, homing missiles, cluster missiles. How cluster is, missiles, how, if I can... How is a Procket even going to work? Because that doesn't have a front arc. It won't. No, I think Prockets will just stay because it says you front, have to yeah. treat the front arc as your turret. But God, could you imagine if you had, like, <laughs> remove, like you could move your Procket around? But still, cluster missiles, being yep. able to fire at somebody at range one, two of you out of your side. It can only be front and or back. And then choose some. Oh, is it not? Okay, well, back. still, yep. out, of, out of my rear arc, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cluster missile two ships out of my rear arc. I'm going to fly right past you with a five straight, get two ships at range two, and be able to still take two, three dice, you know, missile slot shots. 
that's going to be really strong. Or even thread tracers. I fly by and I'm not taking a shot, but I'm going to set everybody else up on my list to have target locks at you. And if I don't fly by, I still get my bullseye shot, so then if I'm Kylo, I can spend force to turn hits into crits. Yep. And Special Forces Gunner is what is typically... You can run um, a Zeta Squadron with Special Forces Gunner and Concussion Missiles for 47 points. The, that's the SF yeah. version. Now think about putting that on a Kylo. Kylo, while you perform a primary front attack, if your turret is in your front, you roll an additional die. After you perform a right. primary front attack, if your turret's in the back, you may perform a bonus primary attack. So, I mean, you, you Kylo can shoot front and back <laughs> without right. missiles. No, for sure. You put missiles on them, and now you're shooting, you know, then you drop your, you could drop your special forces gunner then because you don't need it for the missiles because it only works with primary, you know, that primary attack but you i don't know like i you you still can be able to do a lot of damage you just can so all right well do you have anything else first charles i i'm i agree with you i'm running i w i'm going to be running the bas i actually run kylo with three generic first order rocketeers or whatever in the bas and i i think it's pretty fun and semi-competitive and it's easy to learn and run um kylo is just insanely damaging but you can run three of them naked with Kylo naked and, and you fit you can do that so now imagine dropping Kylo 20 points giving me the so jam here's a, here's a question to know. think about for points though but here's a question to think about for points do you think that that whisper is as intimidating with Kylo on it as Fen Rao is in the Fang because if we look at Fen Rao as a base with with you know one less health and no force whatsoever, right? So you just got Fen and his ability. Fen is sixty eight points flat. Um, um, so I'm gonna say it's not as intimidating because of the bullseye thing. Fair if enough. If you so had then, a full yeah, front so arc, it would be different. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. So I think in this case, not 72, which is Kylo in the, the thing, because you don't want to fully replace your other Kylo silencer, if someone wants yeah. to run him in the silencer. Um, but I think bringing him in around the, the mid-50s to, to low-60s is probably a safe bet, because he's not as strong as, say, Fen. He's a little more survivable because of that, but he only has two green dice, so... Except for when you run that other thing. <laughs> yep. Then you get the extra green dice and you get the jam. So I I hope they don't change the jamming distance. Um but because this makes you this forces you to go in hot is what it does. But the difference is it now becomes an A wing that can fly past you and have a rotated turd arc and just shoot you. Just light you up. I do like that there isn't a target lock to jam though. I do like that. Because can you imagine being able yeah, to take a target lock awful. and jam? Like, oh, I'm going to shoot missiles at you. I don't have to prepare for it. I'm just going to target lock and jam you. Everything. Boom. Done. Fly past yep. you. Boom. No, done. That's too much. I'm glad they at least saw enough ahead of that for that. Because that would be insane. <sighs> all right. Anyway, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. 
I think that's all for us. We've had an hour. It's been an hour and a half. That's a pretty good show. Yeah, Very excited for good. the new ships. Um, next week, we have a little bit more plan um, going back to the old format. Um, we'll probably spend the first few minutes getting Matt's hot takes on the new ships if he spends the time looking at them. And then we'll be back and we'll be talking a little bit about outmaneuvering, um, kind of as a discussion point uh, for outmaneuvering and what kind of goes into that. With that being said, have a good night, and we will see you next week. <laughs>